Uh, I have another Swahili song that I would love me to teach you. <laughs> uh, God is Mungu. I think that word is okay now. God is? Very good. Is good to me. You mwema wangu. You mwema wangu. Very good. So mungu, you mwema wangu. Mungu, you mwema wangu. Okay, the song goes like this. Mungu yomwema Mungu yomwema Mungu yomwema yomwema wangu Can we try? Okay. <laughs> okay. Mungu yomwema Okay, a little bit. Lift up your voice a little bit and then uh, get it. Okay. Mungu yomwema Mungu yomwema Mungu yomwema yomwema wangu Thank you so much. Just reminding me of home when I sing that song. Okay. I've got this one out to sing. I'm not going to teach you this one. Let me just sing it just so you listen to me. <laughs> for listening to me. Okay, once again, I say thank you, thank you, Pastor, for having me come again and at uh, least uh, not share, but to thank you, to thank you for your prayers and your support to the work back home. I tell you, and to be honest, without your support, I don't know what, how things will be by now. So any, uh, the work that you are doing there, you are part and parcel of it, and we really thank God for you. So if you have your Bible, please, this, morning, this night, uh, let us turn to the book of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians, the book of Philippians chapter 3, then verse 10. 
And this night I'm speaking about the joy of a Christ-centered life. The joy of a Christ-centered life. So as Pastor said, this is my British English, so please you have to pay a little bit of attention to understand me. <laughs> so please, um, let's read if you were there. These were the words from the Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi. Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being met conformable unto his death. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity that once again we can open from your word, read your word, and now Lord we pray that uh, all spirit help us to know what uh, you want to teach us and Lord our desire we want to be more like you and to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. The writer of this book is Apostle Paul in his last day when he was in prison in Rome. And uh, he wrote this book to the church at Philippi just to thank them for their fellowship in, uh, in the gospel, for the support which they had uh, given to him. So he was writing this like a, a personal a personal or a thank you letter to the supporting church. So he was writing uh, uh, to the church to thank them for their support and their prayers and their concern about him. So in this now uh, uh, chapter 3 verse 10, we see the apostle Paul uh, talking uh, uh, that he wanted, he wanted to know more. He wanted to know more of his Lord. Just think, in his last days, is somewhere, is in prison. He does not have that, pre, uh, that freedom. His la, uh, last days, he was about to be executed. He was just on a waiting, just a matter of day, then he, he will be executed. But still, his desire, he wanted to know more about his Lord. So, the joy of a Christ-centered life, the joy of knowing Christ in a special and a deeper way. In this life, there are things that pleases us, excites our hearts, and at times there are things that don't really go well, down well with us. Try that, uh, try like to discourage us from uh, focusing on what we want to do, or living the kind of uh, the lifestyle that the Lord wants us to live. But this should not be something. That can distract us from knowing and living for our Lord uh, Jesus Christ. Paul, being our example, wanted to gain more thoroughly and deeper knowledge of his of the person of his Lord through his daily walk with him. Paul's emphasis on the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Isaiah talks of this, Isaiah 53 uh, verse 11. It is by his knowledge, his knowledge, just by the saving work of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved. Knowing 
the knowledge. Jeremiah recorded also this message in Jeremiah 9, verse 23 and 24. That we should glory because we understand and know the Lord. Those people want to glory. They should glory because they know the Lord and they understand him better. If you have your time, you can read it at home. Uh, Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. And uh, here in this book, this verse, particular verse, we find that Paul lists three areas where he wanted to increase in the knowledge of the Lord. And these areas are one, his person, his power, and his suffering. So let us see his person. That I may know him, eh? the apostle Paul, not caring of what will come to him, he wanted to know his Lord. That I may, f- uh, I may, f- uh, I may be fully acquainted with his nature, his character, his work, and with the salvation which he has worked out. Initially, he had known the Lord. Theologically. And intellectually. But this time now, he wanted to know the Lord. His person. His relationship. He wanted him to know more so that he can increase that relationship with him. He wanted to know him intimately. He wanted just to be like Christ. To live as he did. And if possible to die as he did. As we know, Christian is the only world religion with a living founder. All founders die in the grave. But our founder is living. So the apostle Paul wanted to know him. He who rose from the death and now seated on the right hand of God the Father in the sitting for us. And that's why he could not bother about what was going to happen on him. He knew that his, uh, his Lord lives and is knowable. Everybody knew him. He could talk to him in prayer. And the Lord will talk to him through reading of the Bible. Since our Lord is alive, we can share with him our experiences of life. Whether it is good or bad. Every believer she will make it a lifelong ambition to grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ by knowing him how he is. This is what the apostle Paul is talking here, telling the Philippians. Because the Philippian church were concerned about his imprisonment and about then. So he was now replying to them, telling them, don't care. 
about me. Where I am, I'm safe. Because the Lord liveth and is with me. And I want to know. I want to know. To know more. Much about him. So we should know him. In a special and and continue to grow in his knowledge. As said in Second Peter three eighteen. So we should at least know our Lord in a deeper and a special way. His person, who he is, and what he is, and what he did, and what he's doing. His power. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the power of his res- resurrection. The word power here is translated from the word dunamis, ability. And the same power that raised up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in the life of the believers. And the same power is included in the gospel according to Romans 1.16. The power Hebrews 4.12 The word of God Quick and powerful. The power that raised the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead empowers every Christian life if he abides in him. So that is what Apostle Paul wanted to know. If this power can enable somebody to witness can enable somebody to do something for the honor and the glory of God. That is what he wanted to know. The power that uh, resurrected him from the death. Philippians 2, 13. For it is God which worketh in both to will and to do for his pleasure. For it is God which worketh in us, in the believer's life. Both to will and to do for his pleasure. And that's why Philippians 4, uh, 4.13, the apostle Paul plainly declares that uh, he can do all things through him that strengthens him. It's not about us. It's about him. Once we have surrendered our life unto him, it is no longer us living again. Again. When he was writing the Colossians, he told them 2.20, It is no longer I that live it, but Christ liveth me. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God, who loved me and died for me. So it is no longer but him. We are just vessel to be used by him as it pleases him. So the Apostle Paul telling if this power is in the hands, then he can take us and use us in any way that pleases him. I can do all things through him, uh, through Christ, which strengthens me. So it's all about Christ. His passion, 
his passion, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. His passion was the fellowship of sharing in his suffering. Becoming like him in death. We see Apostle Paul on his way to Damascus. He wanted to go and stamp out the Christians who were there. But he met with the Lord on his way. And uh, uh, Acts 9, 16. Here the Lord says, told Ananias to go and tell Paul, uh, how he will suffer for his name's sake. Indeed, we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Romans eight seventeen. Romans, the book of Romans eight seventeen, that thinks eight seventeen. For if children, eight seventeen Romans, and if children then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified. Together, suffering, suffering for the cause of the cross. And we see people who decided voluntarily wanted to suffer for the cause. Let's say, example like Moses. Moses, when he was in Egypt, this is what he said in Hebrews 11. Hebrews eleven twenty four through twenty six. Twenty four. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Twenty five. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of the uh, Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses could not care, living in a nice place, while God's people were suffering. Also, he wanted to suffer, to be like God's people, to be part of that. So here now, Apostle Paul is saying he wanted, he was not worried about suffering for the cause of Christ. Because all people knew who he was and what he was doing. And now he was not living for himself. He wanted to show that he's no longer Paul people knew. But he's a new Paul in Christ Jesus doing the things that gives uh, glory and honor to his Lord Jesus Christ. When the Corinthians wrote him, wanted him to, 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 to comment on a certain things or many questions, he told, he told the, the Corinthians that he determined 
not to know anything among them save Jesus Christ and him crucified. He wanted to hear about the Lord because he had determined to know his Lord in a deeper and in an intimate way. He wished in all things to be like Christ. Hence, he counted it an honor to be permitted to suffer as he did. So Peter 13, 1 Peter 4, 13 says, Rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. Christ's suffering. We have to rejoice because we are the partakers of the Christ's suffering. Why are we suffering? Because we want to know him more and more. We have heard of the countries where the word of God is not open to. And the believers there, not caring what will become of them, but they want to know and live for this Jesus. I read a magazine just recently. A woman, she has never been to school, but she was taught about Jesus. And she believed Jesus. And when she was at a place of work, she knew the danger of witnessing or talking about Jesus Christ. But she could not stop telling people about Jesus. And because there was also somebody who was just attacking Jesus, talking bad of the name of Jesus. And then she opened, stood, and said, no. You are talking about your leader who is dead now in grave. Jesus Christ is alive. And the saving for us. And will come for us. And this is the truth. And the old truth. And I have to tell you. This lady was annoyed. She went and reported the uh, authorities. And she was arrested. Right now as I talk to you. She is in prison. And she has been approached several times. Told if she can surrender. Denounce Jesus Christ. Then she can walk to her freedom. But she's saying she cannot do that. She... Knows her Lord liveth. And therefore, there is no way for her to say no. She's been waiting to be a student, but she's not worried about that. She knows to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. At home, her husband tells her that there are two children. Don't walk out because people are threatening us because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. The kids are eight and nine. What are they saying? They're saying... We cannot stop walking out as we want to walk out because of threats that they, they can kill us because we love Jesus. If they want to kill us because we love Jesus Christ, let them go ahead and kill us. Because we know when our life ends here, then we start an eternal life with our Lord. So we have to know this God. We have to know our Lord Jesus Christ. The love he had for us. Leaving his beautiful home, coming all the way to die in our place on Calvary. What a love is that to us? We have to respond.
And this Jesus who died for us, we need to know him in a deeper and a wider way. So that our relationship with him can remain that intact. Nobody can separate. Anything can separate. We have so many things that are separating God's people from their Lord. But if you know him in a deeper way, there is nothing. Apostle Paul writing the Romans tells him, what can separate us from the love of God? Is it death? Anger? What? Say nothing can separate. If you know him in a special and a deeper way, you remain faithful until that day he comes for us or we go to him through death. So we need to know him and uh, serve him. I thank the missionaries, especially from this great country, who comes out to serve the Lord in third world countries. When I've been walking around, moving around, seeing the beauty of this country, and these people deciding to leave all this beauty, eh? nice restaurant where you eat all kinds of food, enjoy yourself, you have a nice house, running water, no mosquitoes, leaving this country, like this one, going to the third world, that it takes the hand of God and the love you have for the Lord. When you have this love, you don't count the goodness you have, but you count the joy of serving him, living a life that can glorify the Lord. As I come to the end, I have this challenge to you. Do you have any goal established for your Christian life? Do you have any goal established for your Christian life? Have your values in life been changed since you became a Christian? Do you know the Lord in a personal, experiential way better today than you did a year ago? Do you know him better than you knew him last year, last month, yesterday? We need to grow from the Lord, from one step to the other. Going, increasing, climbing, not going down. That's why we need to know our Lord and live for him. The joy of knowing Christ is the joy of serving our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Pastor.